What is going on, beautiful people? And welcome to a unique episode on the Business Savage Podcast. Y'all know that one of the things that I do here on this show is interview other entrepreneurs who have beautiful stories to share and lessons to bring to all of you in hopes of inspiring you. But in this journey, I also get asked to be on podcasts and share my story and my wisdom with them. So today is a clip or a sneak peek into an episode with Jonathan Cohen from the Inspired Podcast that I had the pleasure of being interviewed on. So I hope that y'all enjoy this and you can check him out in the show notes for further details on the episode. What does it mean to be a savage? Mm, Yeah, thank you for asking that. So for me, uh, the definition of a savage is somebody who gets knocked down and always gets back up. That's kind of the Coles Notes version of it. I have a very big background in competitive sports. I grew up playing hockey. And I think it came from the mentality of getting knocked down in front of the net. And it's like, unless you're dead, you get the heck back up. So I brought that tenacity with me into my business as a business coach. And when I was coming up with the name, it was like, what is something that all entrepreneurs have to have in common to be successful? And we have to have that dedication and that perseverance to success. And it's like, whatever obstacles get thrown in our way, we have to be willing to keep going and pick ourselves back up and figure out how you're going to get through it. So to me, a savage is... Somebody who gets knocked down, but will always figure out a way to get back up. Cassandra, when, you know, people are trying to establish their brand, I'm sure you face, you know, some similar circumstances where people are trying to like build out who they are on the internet and share their message uh, with the world. So, you know, what are some of the common limiting beliefs that you see in your industry in, in helping people uh, establish their own brand online? Hmm. I mean, there's definitely an overlap. I think some of the most common ones, and I'll get right to it, is I'm not good enough. Who's going to listen to me? My story doesn't matter. Uh, somebody else has done it better. Um, you know, all of the, I like to call it like the angel and the devil. Like they're wanting more for their life. They want to step outside of their comfort zone. They left the nine to five for a reason. They want to create their own freedom. So they have this angel that's pulling them towards what they know that they're destined for. But then there's this devil that likes to poke its little head in and tell them, you're not good enough, nobody cares, your story doesn't matter, somebody else is already doing what you're doing and they're doing it better. Um, And then that whole comparison, right, which is the thief of joy, it pops up and it tells them to stop. And it, it, it's almost like how I like to coach some of my clients through it is they're on what we call self instead of on purpose. And when we can show up authentically and actually think about, it doesn't matter what you look like right now. It doesn't matter what you sound like, like right now. It doesn't matter who's around you or who's watching right now, like, you know, physically in your space. There's somebody out there that needs to hear your message. There's somebody that you are five steps ahead of who needs to hear your message. And I like to tell people it's almost selfish for you not to put your message out there and help somebody else who could benefit from what it is that you have to say, whatever that might be. Um, perfect example, I posted something earlier today and my DMs are literally flooded with people saying, thank you for sharing that message. And I thought about, 45 minutes before actually posting it, right? It still pops up for all of us because that's not my space. It's not my expertise. It was a vulnerable post. And yet just knowing how many people it resonated with and helped. Yeah, it's, it's really understanding where do those beliefs start from? Because I can guarantee you most of them aren't even true. And it's a dirty shirt somebody put on you at a young age that you don't want to wear anymore. And it's the process of going inside and deciding that you want to take that off and that you want to show up powerfully in the world. I like that metaphor at the end and also, you know, with the dogs barking, like we said, authenticity. So um, 
I really like the whole idea of showing up for yourself. It's something that I've definitely, you know, through fitness, through philosophy, I've come to learn a lot about. And uh, I'm, I'm very curious, like, how are you guiding your clients through those, you know, we'll just continue to refer to them as limiting beliefs? I like to go woo-woo. I like that you threw that word in there because I'll throw it in all day long. Um, you know, I'm very, sp- I'm very spiritual. I do a lot of mindset coaching. I believe that a healthy business starts with a healthy mind. So before I can teach someone how to grow a brand and implement strategies in their business to actually scale and take it to the next level, I have to understand why you're self-sabotaging in the first place and where that story came from. So for us, we like to go inward. And it's a lot of those practices of really deep journaling sessions, you know, walking them through guided meditations and visualizations so that they can have an, uh, like almost like an epiphany moment. It's almost like a psychedelic experience where they have a moment where they're like, holy crap, that's where that story came from. I'm telling myself this and that's what's stopping me from doing this because somebody when I was four years old told me that I didn't look good in red. And so I won't post this today. It's my limiting belief. I was told from a young age I didn't look good in red and it took me a long time, to, like little things that we tell ourselves. So for me, having a spiritual background and, and, you know, being very much in a mindset space, I make them go inward and we do a lot of that deep inner, inner work so that they can show up more powerfully when we shed that, right? The traumas that are stored in the tissues of our body, we need to get rid of it so that we can, you know, take a step forward. So I'm very curious about how, you know, when you're taking on a new client and they come to you with a story that they want to share, You've conquered their limiting beliefs. They've done the inner child work. What are the next steps that you're facing with this client and how you can help elevate them to the next stage of their career? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great question. So let's just say they've done all the work and now they don't have any limiting beliefs anymore, which is never a thing. But let's just, <laughs> let's just be wishful thinking. Um, the next step for me when we've got them in a good headspace and all that sort of stuff is understanding what are your stories. What are your stories? What is your message? What is the message that you're bringing to the world? And a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, I'm really excited. I have all this passion. I have all this drive. I want to start a business, but I don't really know how to package it. I don't really know, you know, what is the end goal and what I'm helping people, helping people do. So I like to start with an example. Everyone's seen the, the Spider-Man movie. And so we talk about the movie and how there's a hero. It's called the hero's journey in the world of branding and the world of marketing. For anyone who's in this space, you've heard this concept before, right? There has to be, it's kind of the climax of every movie. And we do the exact same thing in every piece of content, whether it be a social media post, whether it be a really deep captivating reel, whether it be email marketing, we're going to send out a, a powerful email. Maybe it's a podcast episode, maybe it's a blog post, whatever that might look like. There's a story. There's always a story. And when your audience can say pieces of that story resonate with them and their story is my story, they automatically become um, interested in what it is that you're talking about, what you're selling, and then they're more inclined to listen, they're more inclined to want to buy. So when we break that down, we want to understand what is the end goal, what is the end message that you're trying to deliver, and how do we break that down into small, tiny little micro-stories that will make them resonate with each piece of what I'm saying so that they become, they feel like they understand us. And that's where that authenticity piece comes in because if I sit here and tell you that I have the most perfect life and everything's great, nobody's going to resonate with my story and they're not going to want to work with me. But if I'm vulnerable and I share with you that I was in a 10-year relationship that ended because he was unfaithful and I had an eating disorder and all these other things that have happened in my life, 
there are people that are going to say, wow, I resonate with that piece of her story. And so because I can see that in her, it, it helps me want to work with her and understand her and feel like she can relate to me. So the first piece is really understanding what are your stories. And once you've established that relatability, I feel like you now have credibility with the audience as well. What are some of the ways that people building their personal brand can establish credibility with mm -hmm. their audience? So there's a number of things. I would definitely start with asking them, who are you and where were you five years ago? And the types of things that you've been through. Um, and in doing that, you want to share the story of like what you overcame. Maybe you were $100,000 in debt and then what strategies and tools you took to get out of that. Because instantly me saying that I have overcome that, that is an automatic way for you to build authority and for you to build trust. Um, a really, really big one and a really common one is social proof or testimonials, right? So if you say, yeah, go work with Cassandra. She's amazing because of X, Y, Z. And I have someone stand up and say that nine times out of 10, somebody's going to listen to that referral or listen to that social proof. So um, I like to tell people that education is just, in my opinion, like all these credentials and all this education, depending on the industry, you're a lawyer, obviously you needed to go to law school to be a lawyer. Um, but for a lot of things, people will use that as an excuse that they need more credentials. They need more time. They're not ready yet. And it's like, I like to say fire him ready. You're already ready. You were born ready. And telling yourself that you're not ready is just a distraction from the fact that you actually already are ready. So mindset, 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 mindset. How did you establish that credibility with yourself to kind of be like, all right, I'm ready to share this now? Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I just decided to do it anyways. <laughs> um, so I, my first business I started when I was 19, fortunately, through my background in business and in marketing, I was able to scale it to seven figures. So my business was shut down during COVID, and I decided that I wanted to help other people do what I had done, but I wanted to help them on a deeper level. And so I went inward. I wrote down all of my stories, all of the things that I've overcome. And in that process, there's a really powerful exercise, 50 Reasons Why You're Fucking Awesome. And in that exercise, a lot of people will stop at 10, then they'll stop at 15, and then they tell me, I cannot possibly go past 20. And I'm like, you're going to go until you hit 50 because there's 50 reasons why you're awesome. And so I went through that exercise and I wrote down all my stories and I wrote down all the things that I've overcome and the anxiety medication I flushed down the toilet and all of these things that I was no longer and that I was on the other side of. And each one of those was something that I could help somebody five steps behind me with. So it was about honing in on which one of those I was the most passionate about and that I was the most excited about and also as a business coach was the most scalable and then diving into that and just going right in and my niche has changed a million times since I've been in this industry and the more that I learn about myself I understand what I'm really passionate about and what I'm really good about and listening to my audience what they want to hear from me and it's going to change a million times as you dive in what are I don't want to say what are some of the obstacles of running an online business because that's a little bit too overbroad. But I think the real question I'm trying to ask is like, what is the biggest and most frustrating concern of like that loss of intimacy almost that you face with each client? So first off, business coaching, I don't have to be in person with someone. A spiritual person, do I want to hug you? Do I want to, do I want to feel your energy? Like, of course, a hundred percent. Do I need to be in person with you? Unless you're not very literate with a computer and I need to show you how to open up your emails. No, I, I don't need to be in person with them, right? But also, 
Um, I, I mean, I would challenge you on the intimacy aspect because now I have the capacity and the capability of being with somebody from morning to night, whether they're in the shower, whether they're in the bathroom, whether they're at the dinner table with their kids, which I don't encourage anyone to do because you need to take your family time. But uh, I have the ability to be with them at all points in time throughout the day rather than just our one-hour session, which of course we have. Um, we can also create communities. We can create these beautiful communities. A lot of my coaching communities, I just started a mindset community for female entrepreneurs. Half of them didn't even know that they needed the, the level of depth of work that we're doing. They're in Australia. They're in Belgium. They're in the UK. They're all across the States. They're all across Canada. And we can collectively bring these women together and talk about intimacy these women are sharing things with each other that they wouldn't even share with their next door neighbor. So just a different perspective. When we talk about that inner child, what are some of the questions that you get curious about when it comes to the client? Um, I mean, I have an exercise that I've run some, some of my clients through. It's called Play Big. And it's to take yourself back to a moment that you remember in your life when you were truly wild and you're truly freed. When, at, at what point in your life does that stop? Like, at what point did somebody tell you, like, stop, stop being wild? Like, what does that untamed version of yourself look like? And at some point, someone said, don't do that. That's not right. Sit, sit taller. Stop talking so loudly. Be quiet. Just all of these things that happen to us. But when you're a little kid, you don't care. You don't care if anyone's watching you, right? So when I'm working through these exercises and I run a retreat business as well, where that is in person, we do a lot of deep breath work and a lot more spiritual stuff. I want to take them back to a moment in their life where they were truly wild and they were truly free. And I want them to remember how alive they felt and what would it feel like now as a 20-year-old version of yourself or a 30-year-old version of yourself. How do we bring that energy back into to your life now? And what would that, that look like if we brought that out, that untamed version of yourself? Imagine how powerful you would be. Imagine how unstoppable you would be. If you didn't care what Susie beside you was thinking about you or some guy on the internet you know, said that you were not qualified or not capable of doing, and he lives, he's a Cheeto keyboard fingered warrior that lives in, you know, some country who is just bashing on you because he could never have the courage to do the things that you're doing. So the play big exercise, as you can tell, I get really fired up about it because there is this beautiful inner child inside of all of us that at some point it is told to be quiet. And I like to help people untame that version of themselves. And another means that you do that by is through your own podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Yep. I've gone I've gone through a bit, 20 to 30 minute episodes. It's like just the right amount of time, double the length of this one, or pardon me, half the length of this one. So uh, I think you found that sweet spot of keeping people's attention and also like over 70 episodes, I believe now, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're just over. How's, how's that going? Can you talk to me about the podcast and how you help people through through that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um, I think something really cool about the podcast is I started it because I knew I had a voice and I had a message, but I didn't know what was going to come out. I know that I'm a writer, I'm a singer, I like to express through my words, but I didn't know exactly what was going to come out. And so if you go back and you listen to a couple of the first episodes, they are so damn different than the most recent episodes because you can see my growth as well, right? You can see me breaking down my own limiting beliefs and finding my voice and finding my message. So the podcast, it's helping people grow personally, but it's also helping them grow professionally. We dive into some business strategy, but most importantly, it's the mindset of a business owner. It's what it actually takes to get through when a door is slammed in your face and you're faced with a lawsuit or you get a bad client review or you feel like you're not good enough or you just don't want to get out of bed. It's like all of the mindset that goes behind being a successful entrepreneur. What does success even mean to you? 
And so I bring in a lot of spirituality, a lot of mindset practices. I talk about the real stuff. I share my journey and everything that I'm going through every week. I'm going through something and I analyze it. And then I, you know, figure out a way to communicate that in a way that I think will be effective to other people. And it's the shit that nobody wants to talk about, you know? And that's why I think people really enjoy it. And, and they'll always give me that feedback. It's like, oh, you said some juicy stuff in there that people just don't talk about anymore. I'm like, yeah, because I'm a savage. You got to do that, baby. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely picked up on that through the plain devil's advocate and the challenging the thoughts. And I very, very much welcome it. I think that that's a big part of what this is. It should be a cerebral, wholesome discussion, not biased in any way, except towards, you know, becoming the best versions of ourselves, however cliche that may or may not sound. In that same spirit, I want to talk a bit about having standards over goals. I, I want to bring in a bit of spirituality because I've been geeking out over this new concept um, from Taoism, and it's it's called Wu Wei. And it talks a lot. It's like this whole philosophy that talks a lot about the act of non-doing or non-action. And when this, when I first discovered this and I started really sitting with it, it hit so damn hard because I think so many people, not just entrepreneurs and not just, you know, busy professionals, but people in everyday life are constantly in pursuit of something and they don't even know what it is, but whatever they're doing is not enough. And so they're just constantly doing, 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 doing to try to be what, right? We don't even necessarily know what it is that we're trying to do, trying to fix a problem, trying to be more, trying to lose more weight. And it's like, there is so much beauty and so much peace in whatever we put out into the universe it's going to bring back to us. I'm a very big believer in that. I'm also a believer that your journey's already happened and now we're just here walking through it. So the less that we can fight and the more that we can sit back and surrender, your awarenesses will change. So your goals are going to change. The things that you thought you wanted for your life are going to change. And if you were so resistant to know that's what I was supposed to do and that's what I wanted, you're not going to be aware of the fact that this is your journey. And this is actually a more beautiful path for you to take. You know, there's a difference between having really strong values and following true to those values, of course. But when it's standards versus goals, your goals are going to change. And I think that you need to be awake enough to recognize when your path might be changing and listening and tuning into your heart so that you can follow that. That definitely hit. Cassandra, from your perspective and your experience, what are some of the values that are important for your clients to embrace? in their journeys to achieving their goals? I mean, consistency is always my number one. It's always the first thing that comes up for me. And the why question, because that's exactly where my mind went when you first asked that question, because it's the first place that I start with any client. Why are you in business? Why did you leave your nine to five? What was it about it that you didn't like? What are you, what are you working towards? What are you striving for? Because we don't leave a nine to five so that we can create a job for ourselves that we end up working 80 hours a week instead of 40. And it's for really shitty pay. And we they'll have to answer emails on the weekend, right? That's not why we did it. So why did you start your business? And 90% of the time, I want to make more money. I want to decide my own paycheck. I want to have that freedom to decide what number I want on that little number that I, you know, print for myself. And it's like, well, why do you want more money? And then they'll go deeper. Well, I never had a lot of money growing up. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. So what type of lifestyle did you have growing up? And why is it important for you to have a different lifestyle now? Well, because I want to prove that I'm successful. Okay, who are you trying to prove that to? And we start to ask these questions of why. And I can ask you all day long, everything you tell me, I can ask why and why and why and help you go deeper and deeper and deeper until there's that core reason. But to have any type of success in business, it's accepting that failure is part of your journey. It is part of it. You're going to fail. 
every damn day. And it's about feeling forward and learning from that. It's part of your success. And embracing it and, and, and welcoming fear and knowing that that's going to happen and like that feeling of being uncomfortable is going to happen. But it's consistency. And it's keeping the promises that you make to yourself because the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And if you tell yourself that you're going to get up at six, but you snooze till seven, well, guess where else you're slipping just that little bit in all of the other avenues of your business. So that's a big one. What is the role of discipline in your life, Cassandra? Oh, coming in hot. <laughs> um, discipline... I'm probably going to take a little bit of a different approach on this one. Discipline for me, there's temptations, right? There's temptations left, right, and center. Um, Here's a really perfect example for you. Uh, I've just moved to Austin, Texas. I'm from Canada, and I have taken this huge chance on this whole new life. Yeah, I'm from Toronto. I've taken this whole— So is my wife. Okay. All right. I like her already. (laughs) So I'm here taking this whole new chance on this life, and the the thing that people keep asking me is, what are you most excited for? And I keep on telling them, I'm excited— for this space. And they're like, oh yeah, is your house bigger? And I'm like, no, 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 no. The the metaphorical space, the spiritual space, the space for me to have time to think, to sit, to create, to build that I never had time to do before because I was sitting and I was grinding so hard. However, with that space also comes the ability for me to need to be disciplined enough to know when, no, I can't go paddleboarding at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, I need to go to bed at nine o'clock because I told myself I was going to get up at five because I have some really important things to do in the morning. So being disciplined enough and keeping those very small promises to yourself that are just like those slight little check marks to yourself that like, yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. And it's the way that you're going to continue to show up. So I think that's something that's so important because people will ask me, well, how did you get all this success? And it's like, it wasn't overnight and it's in those small, tiny little details. Because if you think about it, it's not even actually about reaching the goal when we set these goals. It's actually not even about reaching it. It's about who you become in the process. The person that you become in the process towards reaching those goals. And that happens when you're consistent and disciplined enough to know when it's time to give yourself grace, but also know when it's time that No, this is really important. And if it matters enough to me, I'm the type of person that's going to set those boundaries and make it happen. If the future version of yourself was to fly in from 10 years from now and offer you some advice to get to that ideal spot, what do you think he would say to you? Mine is so simple and so easy, and it's just to surrender. Just to surrender. That's it. If you can surrender more to what is supposed to be, is going to be, you don't have to have it all figured out. It's going to come to you. It's going to happen. You're going to walk the steps. You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to make good decisions. And if you can just surrender, I've done so much work on my masculine and my feminine energy. And the more I fall into my feminine and find this flow and surrender to everything, the more inner peace that you have. So just surrender. And you're doing fucking great. <laughs>